Shalom to all. Today's office site, Daf Mem Gimel. We are starting Membez on Bez, the bottom line at the two dots. And today's office sponsor, Lilu Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Yaakov Maisha, Hernish Shama Shadavan Aliyah, and Lilu Nishmas, Mars Fredachai Bela, Bas Vietzvi, Hernish Shama Shadavan Aliyah. And we had said in the Mishnah of Hatem Yatem Kain Vachulu, this is when the Kamim Shach Mucham was telling the Yiddish troops before they went out to battle, they have no reason to fear the enemy they're about to fight because Hashem Lakechem, Hahoilech Imachem, Hashem is going with you. So the Gemara asked Chok Achlama, why does he have to say all this? Why does he have to say that Hashem, your God, is going with you? Just say, Hashem is with you. Not that he's going with you. And we know this referring to the Aaron, that the Aaron's going with them. But why this seemingly strange expression that he's going with you? So my answer is, That's because Hashem and all of his names, the name Yod Kevavke, the 72-letter name, they're all inside the Aaron, and it's like Hashem is going with them. And how do we know that the Aaron goes with them? Machin Wemert says in the Pasuk, Moshe sent them, Elflamata, a thousand per shevet, Latzava for the army, Oisam, them, and that's Pinchas, and Pinchas. And then the Pasuk goes on to enumerate a number of other things that Moshe Rabbein who sent Am Yisrael out to battle the Midianim with. Now the Gemara explains these. Aisam, what's that referring to in the Pasuk? Elu Sanhedrin, that's the Sanhedrin. Pinchas, who's that referring to? Zah Mishrach Muhammad. Pinchas was the Mishrach Muhammad. Uchay Akkadish, the Pasuk says, Za'arn, Vluchas Shabai. That's referring to the Aaron and the Luchas inside it. The Chatzotra, Satrua, and the Chatzotra is the trumpets for blowing. Elah Shifers, that's referring to the Shifers. Now, once we mention Pinchas going out to war, the Gemara says, Tanu Eva Brai, so Lelachinam Halach Pinchas Lamachama. It wasn't for nothing that Pinchas went out to war. Eli Paradin Avi Imai, he came to meet out payment for his mother's father, is referring to Yosef HaTzadik, Shanemar tells the Pasuk, V'amidyanim machru oisei al-Mitzrayim v'gaymer, that the Midyanim sold him to Mitzrayim. And because Midyanim sold him to Mitzrayim, so Yosef HaTzadik's descendant, Pinchas, went to wage war against the Midyanim. The Gemara asks, Does that mean that Pinchas comes from Yosef? Does that mean that Pinchas comes from Yosef? The Pasuk says, V'alazar ben Aaron, L'kachlam yibnais Putiel loyli isha, that Elazar, who is Pinchas' father, who is his wife, from the daughters of Putiel. Now who's Putiel? My love to us in Yisrael, doesn't mean that his wife comes from Yisrael. The Lashon of Putiel is Lashon of fattening. Pitem, he fattened calves for Vazkechavim. We know that Yisrael used to serve idols. So Gemara says, Lai, that's not who it's referring to. Mi Yosef, it's talking about coming from Yosef. Shepitpet Yitzray, because he chastises Yitzray and didn't do an Avera with Ashes Patifar. As the Gemara, Shvatim the Shvatim were embarrassing and denigrating Pinchas when he killed Zimri, and they said, Reisim Ben Puti Zed, did you see this Ben Puti? Ben Shepitem Avi Ima Agam Vazkechavim. He's one that his mother's father fattened calves for Vazkechavim. Yarig Nasim Yisrael, he's able to kill a Nasi. So we see that he was really from Yisrael and not from Yosef. The Gemara says he was actually from both. If you want to say that his mother's father was from Yosef, so that means his mother's mother was from Yisrael. And if you want to say his mother's mother was from Yosef, that means his mother's father was from Yisrael. But either which way, he was from both. And had we know this Deikonami, it's Medoyik, because the Pasuk says, and Putiel is spelled with a Yud. It doesn't need to be spelled with a Yud. So the extra Yud tells us, that we have two. It tells us he's both from Yisrael and Yosef. Shmam, you know, we see from here. And we go into New Mishnah, we continue describing what the Yiddish troops were told before they went out to battle. Now we're going to learn that there's three categories of people that did not actually go to wage war and they turned away. And the Pasuk tells us as follows, And the officer spoke to the people, Lamer saying, Which man among you has built a new house but didn't inaugurate it? He should go and turn back to his house. Now this is not limited to someone who built a house. It's It could be somebody who built a house for straw, meaning a storage shed for straw, or a barn for his cattle, a woodshed, or a regular shed, and this is also this is referring to someone who built it, bought it, got it as an inheritance, or was given to him as a matano. All these people, if they didn't inaugurate it yet, then they're able to turn back. And here's a second category of who's allowed to turn back. 
who planted a vineyard, but he wasn't mechalet, he didn't redeem it. Now, what does that mean, he didn't redeem it? So, we have the first three years that a fruit is growing, it's called Arla, it's not allowed to be eaten at all. And the fourth year, it's called Karamavai or Netaravai, and the fruit's allowed to be eaten, but it has to be brought up to Yushalayim. So, this fourth year's fruit is something that needs chil and needs to be redeemed. Namely, if he doesn't want to bring it up to Yushalayim, but he wants to eat it here, so he has to transfer his Kedusha onto money and he brings the money up to Yushalayim. So, that's what we're referring to over here, that he has a vineyard within its first three years and it didn't yet reach the fourth year. Now, what's this referring to? This is not only talking about a vineyard per se, this is someone who planted a vineyard, this is if you planted five different fruit-bearing trees, even if it's from five different species. And this is as long as they're planted like a vineyard, as we've seen this drawing in Rashi on the right-hand side, up near the top of the daf. This is also someone who planted it, someone who layered it, and we're going to understand what that is on Amun Beis, or someone who grafted it, or someone that bought it, or inherited it, or if it's given to him as a gift. And last category of people that get to turn back to Pasuk says, who got engaged to a woman, he did erisin, but not nisuin, so he could turn away. Now this is This is someone who did erisin to a basula, or even to an almana, even though she was previously married, but for him it's a fresh marriage. Even she's just his shemeris yavam, meaning his brother died without children, and he's going to marry his brother's wife. Even if he heard that his brother died in war, he's going to turn around and come back home. Now call Elu Elu all these, Here's the word of the Kayin from the arrangement of the battle, meaning from where they're stationed, and they turn away and they go. However, they do not go back home. What do they do? They're the ones that supply water and food for the troops, and they fix the roads so it's easier for the troops to travel, meaning they're not on the front lines of battle. However, they don't go all the way back home. And the Meshach continues, These are people that do not turn away. They have to fight. Someone who built a guardhouse, portico, or gallery. These are all things that are not considered homes, or a place where one can live, someone who planted only four fruit-bearing trees or five Ilan Yisrak, these are trees that cannot bear fruit, someone who's remarrying the woman who he divorced previously, if an Alman is marrying Kain Gadol, a divorcee or a Chalutz is marrying Kain Hedyet, all of these, they're not going to go back because these marriages aren't allowed. Rabbi Huda Aymer, he adds on, even someone who builds a house exactly the way it was before. He dismantled the house and rebuilt it exactly the way it was. He's not going to go back because that's not considered like something new and fresh. It's literally the same house. Rebbe Yezer says, also someone who builds a house of bricks in Sharon, he's not going to go back either. That's because the ground over there was very soft and this house had to be rebuilt after seven years. So that's not considered like a regular house that he would go back for. And the mission continues, the following people are not even going to leave their place, meaning they're not going to go out with the troops either just to be turned away or to stay and fight. They're not going to even go out at all. They're just going to stay at home. Who's that? This is a person that lived in a house and he inaugurated it, but he hasn't yet lived a year in it. He planted a vineyard and he was mechalit, which means it's already been the fourth year, but he didn't enjoy the fruits for a full year. Someone who married his arusa, but again, it hasn't been a full year. Or he married his ivama, but hasn't lived with her for a year. Because the Pasuk says, He shall be naki, he shall be free for his house for a whole year. What does that teach us? So the word in the Pasuk teaches us, Zebesa, that's referring to his house. The word Yeh in the Pasuk tells us, Zekarmai, that's referring to his vineyard. And Vesimachas Ishtoi, when the Pasuk says he shall gladden his wife for a year, Zu Ishtoi, that's referring to his wife. Now, Shalakach the Pasuk says that he should gladden his wife that he had taken. What are those extra two words telling us? That's including his Yvama as well. And just to clarify that these people get to stay at home and don't have to do anything, the Mishnah says, They do not have to supply water and food to the troops. And they don't have to fix up the roads so it's easy for the troops to go, they literally stay at home and they don't have to do anything. Now the Gemara tells us, we have a Raisa. The Pasuk 
Pasuk says, Vidibra Shaitrim, and the Shaitrim speak, meaning the officers relay the following message. Now, Yachod Varmshal Atman, you might think that this is their own words. But then when the Pasuk says, Vyasuah Shaitrim, the Shaitrim add on, Harid Varmshal Atman Amur, that Pasuk is talking about their own words that they're sharing with the troops. So what's the Pasuk telling us when it says, Vidibra Shaitrim, Vidibra Mishach Muhammad Kazim Dabir? That's the Pasuk telling us that the Shaitrim are repeating the words of the Mishach Muhammad. Now, Hakeitzad, how does that work? So, Kain Midaber, the Kain, he says the words that need to be said, and the Shaitar projects those words to everyone listening. But now it seems to me that we have a problem because Tani Chada, we have one brass that says, the Kain speaks the words and the Shaitar projects those words. But then we have another brass that says, that the Kain speaks words and then a different Kain, he projects those words. But Tani Yidich, and a third brass that tells us, that the Shaitar speaks and another Shaitar, he projects the words. So, how do we understand this? Amr Bahi answers, how does this work? So, we have a number of different Psokim. From the Pasuk of Anigash, which is talking about the Kain Meshach Muhammad approaching the troops, up until the Pasuk of Adibrai, which is talking about the Shaitrim. So, Kain Medabra Vakain Mashmia. That's just the Kain speaking and another Kain projecting his words. From the Pasuk of Adibrai until the Pasuk of Yasfu, which are both talking about the Shaitrim. Kain Medabra Vashaitrim Mashmia. This is referring to the Kain speaking, but the Shaitr being Mashmia, his words. And Mev Yasfu Vailach, from the Pasuk of Yasfu all the way on, Shaitr Medabra Vashaitr Mashmia. That's only the Shaitr speaking and another Shaitr projecting his words. I will explain the Mishnah we had said, Miyoshi Shabana Bayas Chadash Vachulu. Tanarbana, we have a brass which expounds the Mishnah. The Pasuk says, Asher Bana, Ainli El Asher Bana. This seems to be only talking about someone who built a house. Lakach of Yarsh, Vinit Nalab, Matanami Nain. How do we know this also applies to someone who bought a house, inherited it, or got it as a gift? Tamalayra, Miho Ish Asher Bana. Who is the man that built? It didn't have to say the word man. It could have just said, Mi Asher Bana. But since it says, Miho Ish Asher Bana, this is referring even to a man that didn't build it, but he bought it, or got it as a gift, or inherited it. We continue explaining. It says in the Pasuk, Bias, no Ainli El Bias. I know that we're only talking about a house over here. Minal Rabbis, Besa Tavun, Besa Bakr, Besa Eitzun, Besa Eitzras. How do we know to include all these other things that if a person had it but didn't inaugurate it, he gets to turn away. Tamalim, because the Pasuk says, Asher Bana, he built. Mikal Makaim, this is talking about any sort of building. Now, Yachal, you might think, Shani Marba, that I would include Afa Bani Beis Shah, Achsadr, and Repesses, that even if he built a base Shah, which is a guardhouse, there's Achsadr, which is a portico, or Repesses, which is a gallery, that he'd be allowed to turn away from the war. Tamalim, that's what the Pasuk says, bias. What do we learn from there? Ma bias royal Adira, just like a bias is something you could live in, Afkal royal Adira, so do anything which a person could technically live in, which is even these different storage sheds or barns a person could live in, but all these other things, like a guard house or a portico or a gallery, a person can't live in it, and therefore that wouldn't be included in bias. Now, he argues with his whole Mishnah. He says, a house is exactly as it sounds, not anything else other than a house, and that's it. Now, we continue to The Pusik does not say, has not inaugurated. Rather, what does the Pusik say? Has not inaugurated it. So, what's with this extra lotion of Chanachai? So, what does this tell us? This excludes a person who stole the house, even though he might not have inaugurated it, he will not turn away from a war. The Gemara says, Let's say, Amr not like if he says that when the Pasuk says that someone who's he gets to turn away from war this referring to a person who's afraid of the virus that he has so he doesn't have to go to war and he could turn around and go back now if this person stole a house he should be allowed to turn away because of that Avera and from the fact that he's not allowed to turn away if he has a stolen house so it must be that our mission is not like Rabbi so Gemara says no I feel like Rabbi our mission could be like Rabbi Yisraeli we could be talking about a case where even though he stole the house he did Shuvah and he paid for the house. And that's why he can't turn away because it's not considered like he has an Aveiro done. Ask the Gemara, that's really so. He should be considered like a person who bought a house and he didn't inaugurate it, so he should be allowed to turn away. So the Gemara answers, no. Since originally, the way he got this house is by stealing it, even though now he did Shuvah and it's not considered like he's a Goslin, he's still not allowed to turn away. Now we go on to the next part of Mishnah. Who planted a vineyard and he wasn't Mechalit. So the Gemara says, Tanarban, we have a Braisa. Asher Nata says in the Pasuk, This is talking about a person that planted it. How do you know if he bought it, inherited it, or 
got it as a gift, he would still be allowed to turn away. The Pasuk says, And again, we have this extra word, ha'ish. We didn't have to have the word ha'ish here. And that tells us even though he didn't plant it, he got it from someone else, he's still able to turn away. Now the Pasuk says, Karim, a vineyard. I know that we're talking about a vineyard here. How do you know that it includes someone who has five fruit trees, even if it's five different types of fruit trees, that he could turn around? So the Pasuk says, Asher nata, meaning in any situation of planting. Now, that even this person had four fruit trees or five non-fruit barren trees, he could turn away. That's why the Pasuk says, Karim, it has to be a vineyard, which means it has to be like a vineyard. It has to be a minimum of these five in the setup that we had before. He argues like he did before. When it says Karim, it's exactly as it sounds, nothing else other than a Karim. Now, we continue explaining the Pasuk. It does not say in the Pasuk, but it says, What do we learn from here? This excludes someone who layered or who grafted. That person is not going to go back from war. The Gemara asks, what do you mean? Our Mishnah says very clearly, So even if he did layer or graft, he gets his turn away. So it seems we have a steer between this Brisa and our Mishnah. So before we get to the answer, let's just understand what Mavrich and Markiv means. Mavrich is layering. That's taking the branch of a tree or a vine, sticking it into the ground, waiting till a new plant sprouts from that, and then cutting that branch off the parent tree. That's called Mavrich. Markiv means grafting. That's cutting a branch off of a tree, making a hole in a new tree, inserting that branch into the hole, and then they end up growing together, and there's multiple reasons why one would want to do this, and we're going to see this a little bit later in the Gemara. So again, we have a question. It seems we have a steer between our Mishnah and this Brisa. Our Mishnah says that even if it was through Harkava or Havracha, he will turn back, whereas the Brisa says he will not turn back. So like Hasha, it's not a problem. When the Brisa says he doesn't turn back, that's because he grafted it in a way that's Usr, but our Mishnah is talking about grafting it in a way that's Mutter. The Gemara asks, Harkava's Hatter Hechidami, What's the case that our Mishnah is talking about? That he grafted it in a way that's Mutter. Elim, if you want to say Yalda be Yalda, it was a young tree and a young tree. And over here, young means it's within the first three years of the tree's life. That means that he took a branch from a tree that was within the first three years and he grafted it onto another tree that was within the first three years. And that's what our Mishnah is saying that he's able to turn back because of that. Well, that doesn't make sense because just say that the reason why he's allowed to turn back from war is because of that first tree, the host tree, the one that's holding this branch that was grafted onto it, since that's within his first three years, so he's allowed to turn back from war because of that. Forget about the grafting. So he suggests a different answer. It must be that he took a branch from a young tree and he grafted it into an old tree. And the Chiddush of our Mishnah is, he's allowed to turn back because of that young branch, which still has not reached the age of Chilol yet. The Gemara says, if we have a young branch, it was grafted into an old tree, but the Yalda Bzekena. So this young one is now bottled to the old one, and it's not considered like a new branch anymore. Vain Badin Arla, and any fruit that grows on that young branch does not have a din of Arla. And by that same token, he wouldn't be allowed to turn back for more because of it. So Rabbi Yirmi, he gives a different answer. Really, we're talking about a young branch onto a young tree. And for example, the reason why the host tree cannot be the reason for him turning back from war, and it has to be the grafted branch, is because we're talking about a situation where he planted that first tree only to be a fence for his field, or he just wanted beams out of it and he didn't want the fruit. Someone plants a tree just to be a fence or for beams, so it's pata from Arla. So it must be the reason why he's allowed to turn back from war is because of the young branch that was grafted onto that tree. The What's the difference between when we have a young branch into an old tree that we say that it's bottled to that old tree and why would you say that this young branch onto this young tree is not going to be bottled? Why don't we say that since he took this young branch and he grafted it into a young tree, but the young tree he grafted it onto was only there for beams or for a fence, so it's not chayv and arla, so this young branch also that's just grafted on shouldn't be chayv and arla. So we answer, hasam over there when we're dealing with the host tree being old, imam if he just has to change his mind, he can't change its status at all. It's considered an old tree that already doesn't have a din of arla. But hach over here, when we're dealing 
with a young tree that was originally planted for its wood or just to be a fence, he decides to change his mind and say, hey, I actually want these fruits. I don't want to use it just for beams or for a fence. So he could change its status and since it's still within its first three years, it would have a chiv of Arla now. And why is that? Because the original reason why you plant a tree, usually in the first place, is to have fruit out of it. So therefore we can't compare when the host tree is old versus when the host tree is young, but originally was planted just for beams and not for fruit. And this is immediately to have a similar to the case when a tree grew by itself. Then now we have Mishnah, if a tree grew by itself, even though it wasn't planted for fruit because it grew by itself, still there's a chiv of Arla. Same thing over here, even though the tree was originally planted just for wood or just to be a fence, if he decides to change his mind and use it just for fruits, so then it would have a chiv of Arla. Bottom line is that when Aramisha says that a person can turn back from war because he has a karam shaloi chiloi and it was a karam al yadei harkava and it was a karam al yadei grafting, the grafting that we're talking about over here is a young branch into a young tree, but the host tree doesn't have din of Arla because it was originally planted just for wood, so it must be that the reason why he's turning back is because of this young branch that was grafted into it. Ask like more, if we're looking at the shutfin, why don't we just say that Aramisha is talking about a vineyard of two partners, one partner owns the vines or the trees, the other one owns the graft that was placed into the host tree. This one goes back because he owns the vineyard, and the other one will go back for more because he owns the graft. That would be an easy solution. So Amrav Papa, he answers, it must be that since Aramisha didn't tell us that, it must be that if two partners own a vineyard, they're not going to turn away from war because of it. In other words, this Pasuk is telling us that we're allowed to turn away from war because of a kerem. It's only talking about one person that can't be applied to two people that own the same vineyard. What's the difference between this case and a case of five brothers, and one of them was killed in war, that all of them are going to go back, meaning the remaining four brothers are going to go back because now they have this wife that they have to marry. But only one of them is going to marry her. So my answer is, over there, in the case of the brother dying during war, each one of the brothers potentially has a wife right now. You're right, only one brother is going to end up marrying her through Yibam, but all of them technically right now have the ability to marry her. But Hach, over here in the case of the vineyard, each one can't call this his vineyard. He owns part of it and he owns part of it. So therefore, they're not going to be able to go back for more because of this jointly owned vineyard. He tells us that Mishnah is talking about something totally different. This is referring to a case where a person took a tree branch and he grafted it into Yerek. Yerek over here is not talking about vegetables, it's just talking about a bush that has to be replanted every single year so the bush itself doesn't have a of Arla, and it must be the only reason why this tree is considered Arla is because of the Havracha, the graft. And the Gemara says, Vaitanu, it's according to the following Tano, the Tanya Vebraisa, Hamavachilun Bayarek, Rimshim Gamliel Matar Mishum Rabbi Huda Mengam de Ishkvar Akai, Rimshim Gamliel allows this because he quoted Allah in the name of Rabbi Huda Mengam de Ishkvar Akai, Acham Baish and Acham Asr. Now, Kasar of Dimi, or Dimi came from Ratz Yisrael, Amar Yechon, he quoted Rabbi Yechon saying, Hamani Rabbi Lezbin Yaakov, he, who's this Braisa that says we're not going to turn back from war if we have a vineyard because of Harkava, it was grafted? That's Rabbi Lezbin Yaakov. Because Lemur Rabbi Lezbin Yaakov. Hasam, didn't Rabbi Yezbun Yaakov already say over there, Karim Kimashmai, that when it says Karim in the Pasuk, it's exactly as it sounds, and he's not allowed to turn away for anything else. Hachanami, so it's over here, Nata Kimashmai. When it says Nata, that he planted the vineyard, it's exactly like that. It has to be planted like regular. Noitea in, only if he planted it, but not if it was through Havracha or Harkava, and therefore the brass is Rabbi Yezbun Yaakov, which is not a question on our Mishnah. Now another member from Rabdimi, Bishem Rabbi Yechonim, Bishem Rabbi Yezbun Yaakov. Kelsar Rabdimi, when Rabdimi came from Eretz Yisrael, Am Rabbi Yechonim, Bishem Rabbi Yezbun Yaakov, Yadab Chutz Mitafach, a young tree within its first three years that's shorter. Than a tefach. It's this tiny little tree or this tiny little vine. It's chayv in Arla all of its years, meaning it's always chayv in Arla. Because it looks like it's a one year old tree. It looks like a young tree, even though it might not be, but it looks very short and wouldn't want people to think that he's not being mocked on Arla. However, this is only if we have two trees and another two trees and the one coming out like a tail, like our picture on Ahmed Alf and Rashi, but if it's a full size karim, which is more than five trees, it has a coil 
Everyone knows about it. They know that it's just a regular carom and these are funny trees, and therefore it would not have a din of Arla past three years. And another member, a mace, a corpse, holds four amas for Kriyashma, which means a person is allowed to say Kriyashma within four amas of a mace. Why is that? Because the Pasuk says, one who makes fun of a poor person blasphemes, I say you, his maker, which is referring to Hashem. Now, who's this poor person we're referring to? Well, that's the person who passed away. He's considered poor because he doesn't have mitzvahs that he's able to do. And so to do mitzvahs by them, is making fun of them, and that's like blaspheming Hashem. Now we're gonna have a number of members from Rabbi Yechon and Bishim Rabbi Lezim Yaakov, but this time from Rabbi Yitzchak. Am Rabbi Yitzchak, Am Rabbi Yechon and Bishim Rabbi Lezim Yaakov. Churgesah Hagdela Beno Achin, a stepsister that was brought up by her stepbrothers, Asuli Nasel Achin. She's not allowed to marry one of her stepbrothers. Demischazik Yachsayhu, because it looks like she's her sister, and people are gonna say, "Oh, brother's marrying a sister." But now the Gemara says, "Vlahi, that's not really so, because Kol Isle the Milsa. This whole thing has a Kol. Everyone knows that she was raised by her stepbrothers, and no one's gonna suspect that it's a brother marrying a sister." And Am Rabbi Yitzchak, Am Rabbi Yechon and Bishim Rabbi Lezim Yaakov, like a Chechopei. If a poor person collected like a chechan peya and he made it into a gairin, it's like a threshing floor, meaning he made it into a whole pile, hook below miser, now it's been set for miser. What does that mean? So we know that like a chechan peya is really putter for miser. However, this halacha is telling us that if you made a whole pile out of all the like a chechan peya that he gathered, so that's considered like regular produce and it's chayv in miser. But now Amr Ula, Ula qualifies this, Loy Amr, this is only said, El Basada, if he's out in the field. If he's out in the field, so everyone's going to think that it's really his produce that he cultivated and he harvested, not that it's like a chechan peya, and they're going to suspect him of not taking no proper treatment. So therefore, when he makes a pile out of his lekka chechampeo, he has to take proper trumas and maestres off of it. Of all but here, but if he's in the city, call it Israel Melsa. Everyone knows that he got a windfall of a gathering of lekka chechampeo, and even though he made it into a nice pile, he's not going to be high to take trumas and maestres off of it. And another member of Amr Yitzchak, Amr Yechem, Shem Rebelezim Yaakov, Yadav Chusmi Tefach, a young tree within its first three years that's shorter than a Tefach, and Makadesh is Azraim, it doesn't Asr Azraim. Now, this is referring to Kalayim. We know that we're not allowed to plant other things in a vineyard. For example, we're not allowed to take wheat and plant in a vineyard. And if we have a vine that's growing near wheat, that's called that it's Makadesh the Zrayim. It's Makadesh, which means it really assers this wheat that's growing. So we're saying that this vine, which is very short, it's shorter than a tefach, it's not going to be Makadesh plants that it's growing near. And this because it's an abnormal type of vine, it's not included in the Pasuk. However, that's only if we have two, two, and then one coming out like a tail, again, like our picture on Abad Aleph, but if we have a proper vineyard, meaning more than five vines that are grown like this, Makadesh, and it will asser it, because this is considered like a regular vineyard, even though it might have strange vines in it, but the whole thing is made up of these vines, so therefore it will answer the plants. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow with one more memra from Yitzchak for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.